been like really illuminating and enlightening because it's like once you know you can kind of control the outcomes of things whereas before i used to get so frustrated as to why I, why i would think a certain way or why i would execute things a certain way and now i understand what what that all was and it's like i'm still that person but i can definitely real like i have a i have awareness now so it's kind of it's kind of nice welcome to scratching the record this podcast features interviews with inspiring guests who are rewriting the rules of a creative career i'm your host camille cannon a TEDx speaker, writer, former radio host, and now creator of this year podcast. I know there's a lot of pressure to have your life all figured out. And let me just say, nobody really does. And that's okay. As our guests show, the path to a meaningful life and career isn't always linear. Like a needle on the record, you can scratch out your own groove. Today's guest is Alyssa Harris, an incredible singer, performer, and instructor whose live entertainment career has taken her to 45 countries and counting. Alyssa has headlined shows across cruise lines and private events and has graced the stage of venues including House of Blues Hollywood, Disneyland, Mandalay Bay, and Vegas show at Planet Hollywood. Alyssa opens up about her path to becoming a full-time performer. She shares what it's like working on cruise ships, how she balances her many talents, including illustration, you can check out her coloring book, by the way, on Etsy, and what it was like for Alyssa to be diagnosed as an adult with ADHD. Alyssa is embracing it all and even shares some advice for inspiring creatives and performers. I am so thrilled to have her on the podcast. Alyssa and I actually grew up in the same city in Northern California, and we went to high school together. Now she's here, and I'm so grateful. Alyssa, welcome. Hi, thank you. That was quite an introduction. I appreciate it. (laughs) Yes, I'm so glad to have you. So excited to talk about all that you've been up to. I feel like there's so much I could have like I couldn't even fit in in a short intro so I'm very excited to to get into it um and to get us started can you tell me a little bit about how you got where you are today well that's that's a yeah, how, how much time do we have now? <laughs> um, no, I honestly was, it's been, it's been a journey, right? Uh, it feels like a long time, but it also feels like the time has flown. Um, I started by, I, re- I really want to say, you know, when I was in college, that was kind of when I started my singing career. But since I've been, yeah. since I was four years old, I've been singing, I've been wow. doing musicals and plays and writing songs and writing poems and stuff like that. So I've been an artist my whole life, but I sort of cultivated um, the idea for it to be my career towards my college years when I was about 19 or 20. And yeah. started, yeah, working professionally around 22. So That's amazing. And I love that you said you've been an artist your whole life. Yeah. And yeah, let's, let's talk a little bit, I guess, about that sort of college time period and um, you kind of taking the steps to make that a career. What were the, what were the things you were 
starting to do to to build that skill set and to put those things in motion for yourself? Yeah, so I think like a lot of people when they head to college, especially for undergrad, you're like kind of lost, right? You don't really know what you want to do. Um, you may be majoring in something that you heard everybody else was doing or that, you know, someone suggested to you, but you don't necessarily know if you're interested in it. That was sort of my experience. I went to college because I got into college and I was excited to go, <laughs> but I was um, not really sure one, what I wanted to like major in, of course, and two, what I really wanted to do with my life. I kind of knew intrinsically like, okay, I want to perform, but I didn't really know what that looked like mm-hmm. in practice or just in re- reality. Like you don't really uh, have a whole lot of good examples of that. So when I went to college, I did the whole, okay, I'm going to major in something that will look good on a resume that will be a good solid nine to five or a good mm. solid type of, you know, grown up job down the line. Sure. And so I majored in uh, communication studies, which I'm still so glad I did. I have no regrets. I, if I could do it over again, I probably would do it again, just because I love that knowledge. But um, speaking about college, being in college, um, studying something that wasn't in the performing arts kind of gave me the opportunity to explore the performing arts on my own in many different ways. So when I was in college, I was studying and doing all my coursework, of course, but I was also auditioning for, you know, the school musicals. I was in LA, so I was going out on auditions. I was performing. I was writing my own music and trying to, you know, mingle and network within the city and meet other performers and other musicians. So I had a whole profile of like, my own artist development in college that had nothing to do with my curriculum per se. Yeah. And how, so you're, you're kind of taking these things on outside of your classes. It sounds like, like, what are you, take us through kind of like your process and what, um, what was that like kind of taking it on, on your own? And and how did you kind of learn um, how to sort of put one foot in front of the other? So you know, things did start sort of building on themselves. They started building on each other. Um, mm-hmm. It helped that there was a community. I had a, a good network in college. And I want to say it was because we were in LA and everyone sort of had similar goals. Sure. So the community was really, really helpful. Um, my best friend, who's still my best friend to this day, uh, you know, we connected, we met in college and she's an actor and she's, you know, killing it in her acting uh, and everything. She's been doing doing it for, you know, as long as I've been, you know, doing singing and pursuing singing. And she and I really, we would kind of immerse ourselves in, you know, what it would take to become successful in all this and just every sort of aspect of it. So I use my best friend as the example, but there were multiple people that I ran into on this journey that were yeah. um, helpful for those building blocks. Um, yeah. Just yeah. Becoming successful. So. And when you were kind of in that stage of life and, um, you know, taking on this, um, starting to build this career, um, were there some moments early on that started to feel like, um, you were like seeing your success happening, like any sort of like wins early on where you like, you know, like, okay, I'll keep on this path. (laughs) Yeah. Well, the one, one of the things that kind of sticks out to me is when I auditioned for the first school musical that I, um, that was, 
um, going to be at my college when it was like the first summer, um, mm. my freshman year. Yeah, like my freshman year of college. And I actually got one of the lead roles in the musical. And I wasn't Amazing. expecting that. My friend, my best friend, who I was just telling you about, you know, we had both auditioned. And I remember, because we were roommates, I remember her coming back and saying, oh my gosh, Alyssa, guess what? Like, I just <laughs> saw that they posted, you know, the sheet. And like, guess what? Like, I, I was so shocked. I didn't know. But like, before that point, I hadn't I hadn't really had much of of a direction, but when that happened, it was like you said, like kind of confirmation of like, oh, okay, I don't just see this for myself. Other people see this in me as well. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Yeah, definitely. Super like validating. Not that you need that from external, but yeah, sometimes we need it as artists, right? Because <laughs> sure. it's like so much happens in our own head, like so sure. much, like everything we do is really based on our own feeling and our own hearts and minds and creativity. It's like it, we have a tendency to to vortex and like just mm. go inside of our own sort of space. And like when it when it's put on the outside, it's like, oh my gosh, I'm not crazy. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Yeah, like kind of outside of your own internal bubble or like yeah. the thoughts and emotions. Yeah, I'd love to hear more about like, you know, sort of what's, um, what do you feel like internally as a performer, um, you know, when you're on stage or when you hear audience applause, like what are the sort of emotions and feelings that I think maybe drive you towards um, performing? That's a good question because I kind of ask myself that a lot of the time um, because I, I, I self-reflect on what is it about performing that is appealing to me versus yeah. like acting, which is obviously a different, it's still performing, but it's in a different sort of environment or, you know, just songwriting behind the scenes. It's just different, right? Like, what is it about performing on stage that like gets me? And I've had a lot of thought about this. So that's why I'm like reiterating it. I'm glad yeah. you asked that because I really, I think what it is, is like that energy exchange mm. of like people being in the room. Like if someone asked me like, oh, you know, do you want to be an actor on this movie? Like it's, I'm not interested in that necessarily because I don't have the audience. It's almost like I need the audience. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, sure. that format doesn't appeal to me as much because I like being in the room and like giving the energy out and like the people are there like taking it in in real time that's yeah. what really kind of appeals to me and I had kind of re recently discovered that so that's why I'm talking about it that way it's like it really is kind of like it kind of blew my mind when I thought about it that way because I was like um you know, being a performer, it's like we're giving, 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 but obviously they're giving, they're giving us energy back, you mm. know, and like for me, that that's like the adrenaline, that's the addicting side of it, which I like. Yeah, that exchange, like you're saying, mm -hmm. for sure, and you mentioned kind of putting this together, these thoughts together recently, was there um, like any moment or sort of like little journey that um, helped you like come to these reflections and realizations? Um, nothing in particular, just over time, kind of examining what it means to be a performer, what it means to be an artist and yeah. what it means to, you know, 
because it there really is a difference right like you can be an artist and never release your work or you can be an artist in like many different mediums um and so you know just now i've kind of been able to reflect on these past few years and understand why i why i have the patterns that i do and why i'm interested and attracted to the opportunities that i'm attracted to um and vice versa and things that i'm not necessarily interested in could be that that could be the reason you know sure yeah and um one of the like threads that i'm really curious about from your work and and your performance performances is um a lot of the traveling that you've done in performing and headlining on cruise lines and i'd love to know um, where that got started and how you kind of um how you got connected with that and what you like about it yeah definitely so cruise ships and working on cruise ships performing on cruise ships has been like really life-changing for me even getting the opportunity the first opportunity to get it was like you know, I already knew that that was going to like change the trajectory in my life because I always yeah. wanted to be, I always was, I love traveling or I always loved the idea of traveling. And then when I found out about like cruise lines, I just thought that was like the coolest thing ever <laughs> when I was younger. I was like, oh yeah. my God, like you could be on a cruise ship. Like that's so cool, you know? Um, and when I did initially get the job on the cruise ship, um, I didn't start as a headliner. <laughs> I started as, um, singing in the band and you know that was it was a learning curve right like mm -hmm. just sort of breaking into the cruise industry that was that was like my first step in and then as I continued on I were and so doing that my first contract that was like a lot of like I said a learning curve learning a lot of new things learning songs and also understanding what it was like to sing for six days a week you know sure, <laughs> that was yeah. like definitely something I had never done um I was fresh out of college and wow. didn't have that much professional experience you know um and so I was really very green very new um but that really sort of helped me cut my teeth as an art as a singer and as a musician and so then I, I continued on I did a couple more contracts where I was singing in a band or singing as like a doing like singer dancer. So like doing the big production shows on board. So they have like big theater shows where there's singers and dancers. So I was doing that for a while. And those were all longer contracts, about six to seven months. So as wow. you can imagine, very tiring, very taxing. It's yeah. It's, it's really kind of grueling work. I mean, yeah, it's fun. You're traveling with your friends, you get to perform, but mentally it's exhausting. Physically, obviously it's very exhausting. How do you find a balance or has it been challenging to find a balance with, you know, having this drive for what you do and also, you know, just having time for yourself. What does that look like for you? So I have recently, very recently had that realization of like, okay, if I'm working, if I'm on for five days straight, I need to make sure I'm like resting in mm. an adequate amount of time. So like, I don't have a normal, obviously a regular schedule right like some mm -hmm. some Mondays I work some Mondays I stay in bed right like it's yeah. very random right but I need to kind of that that's something I'm actively trying to improve is my active rest and my active turn off time is yeah. like 
Um, it's important because I, I definitely have a racing mind as, as we speak about ADHD, right? It's like <laughs> my, my thoughts are always going. Yeah. Um, my mind is always stimulated or seeking stimulation. So um, I have to make sure that I am balancing my work with my rest time and making sure that those are productive in the best ways possible. Uh, it's not, it's really not easy um, mm -hmm. at all. It's not easy for me. I don't know. I, I like, I love to work. That's maybe what it is. I love working. So I can't stop. <laughs> yeah. <I'm addicted. laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah. But yeah, to answer, I mean, I try to do a lot of self-care. I go to the gym. I try to do art. I've been doing a lot more art lately. I draw. I'm, I'm oh, a that's a right. Yeah. So I've been trying to pour more energy into my cartooning, which has been so good for my mental health, girl. It's been, it's been so good because it really like lets me vacate my brain and like calms me down. And you are so talented at that oh, as well. I remember you. seeing one a, a drawing that you had shared, and I was like, "What?" <laughs> like, you were like, "Wait, where did this come from?" <laughs> my secret talents. Yeah. <laughs> well, where did you like? Uh, where did where did you get I'm exactly, yeah, that? Where did that come from? I'm telling <laughs> you, I told you, ADHD has it. It's a blessing <laughs> and a curse. I'm so serious. Like, I my brain it never stops. So I, I've always like since I was really young, I've always been good at drawing I've always loved to draw um it was like a just like a a hobby right like a mm -hmm. very passionate hobby that I had when I when I was in elementary and I actually used to draw different types of stuff like comic strips and just just draw things for my friends to make yeah. my friends happy or just gifts and little stuff like that but I never took it seriously like I never did any I never thought anything of it up until recently where I started drawing again I'd stopped for like years I only did it every now and then when I was like oh let me just draw something I don't care mm -hmm. but now like I started drawing again and of course as you practice like every day it gets easier and I'm getting better and better and now I'm like oh my god I have all these drawings like I'm gonna like make a coloring book or I'm gonna start drawing um creating greeting cards or like things like that so that's sort of turned into its own monster I'll let you know I'll give you the update in <laughs> yes let me know where I can buy the coloring book oh thanks girl yes it's on Etsy I um I actually just put it on Etsy but I'm working out the kinks so I'm gonna post about it when it's all said and done amazing that is so cool I mean you you I feel like I just have this visual of you like over here she's in the corner she's doing her illustrations and then over here she's performing her Diana Ross show and she's got the glitter like it's too much I know it's crazy no that's super exciting and I mean you mentioned like so the the gift and the curse mm -hmm. um of of ADHD and I, I wanted to know more about that for you and um how did you kind of come to learn this about yourself and um yeah just kind of tell us a little bit about that take us back to that yeah so I mean the fact that I just I was just diagnosed this uh, last year wow. um is crazy because I'm I'm very much a grown adult and should have known about this so long ago and always knew I had some kind of, not learning disability, but some kind of learning 
uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, discrepancy, maybe, mm-hmm. you know, I always knew there was something going on, but I knew it wasn't because I wasn't smart. I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't intelligent. And now that I even know what ADHD is, I'm like, oh my God, it makes sense. I, it made everything in my life come full circle, like from the yeah. past to now. Um, I was, I had a session with my therapist last year and she brought it up we were talking about and I was actually speaking with a new therapist so we had just started talking Mm. about different things and she was just like hey have you ever been diagnosed for ADHD and I said no I don't know I don't know what that is or I mean Mm -hmm. it's like you hear about it right but you don't really know like details yeah and so I was like "Mm, no but I'm open to figuring it out and um she gave me a series of different you know we we talked about different things and I did some testing (laughs) and that and she you know we had came to the conclusion and I started learning a little bit more about it learning about medications and things like that which I'm not on and I haven't you know gone into that that realm yet Mm -hmm. I'm I'm open to it but I'm like okay you know that changes that's a a whole other thing right yeah it's all new still learning yeah exactly it's not something that you can really cure quote-unquote cure so it's like all the best you can do is treat your Mm -hmm. your habits and try to make lifestyle changes which is what I have done since I found out Mm -hmm. um but aside from that it's been like really illuminating and enlightening because it's like once you know you can kind of control the outcomes of things whereas before I used to get so frustrated as to why why I would think a certain way or why I would execute things a certain way and now I understand what what that all was and it's like I'm still that person but I can definitely realize I have a I have awareness now so it's kind of kind of nice yeah I mean that that sounds really hard I think like you mentioned being you know tough on yourself or having a lot of questions about why you know you 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 have certain patterns or thoughts and mm-hmm. just having it illuminated um, sounds like it made such a difference. It did. And I'm still learning. I'm still, still learning um, of about one about ADHD and about myself and about like trial and error and things that I can do to help my mental state, mm-hmm. like making sure I'm eating healthy, making sure I'm eating the right things. Um, taking my supplements, taking my vitamins, making sure I'm getting enough rest, and that helps with everything, right? No, yeah. no matter what your neurotype is, like it's just a healthy lifestyle. Like it's, it's always been important to me, but now it is even more so. For sure, yeah. And I, I imagine like you, you stay really busy with all the work that you've got going on, and you're scheduling different things. Like you've got a lot on your plate. <laughs> yes, ma'am. It's it's a lot. Like it's a lot and I keep saying to myself every year okay this is the year I'm slowing down but COVID kind of messed all that up so (laughs) we're back (laughs) at it I think for the time being I would love to hear more about sort of you know take us behind the curtain of the preparation and the work that you do to be ready for opportunity like how are you spending your time when you're not on the stage yes so that's another thing I'm actively working towards is like practicing I think when us as performers like we get in the 
the flow of performing so often that we forget to actually like be working on stuff and like really just like trying to like focus. So I've been doing that. I've been making sure I'm at the gym. I've been making sure I'm practicing songs, show order, instead of getting kind of comfortable in the, that routine, mm. it's like making sure I'm staying sharp. Um, I have been actively trying to new, learn new songs and trying to keep my, cause I've been auditioning a lot. Mm -hmm. So I've been trying to make sure that the songs I use for auditions are appropriate songs and for my voice and making sure that I sound good singing them and just all this like little meticulous stuff that you don't think about, you know, yeah. costumes and music and just everything like video slideshows, like every little thing. Cause I'm not, I, I'm my own creative project manager as well as the, the singer as well as the director as well as the music director it's a lot you know I'm, I wear many hats you sure <laughs> so do <laughs> I'm, I'm doing all the work behind the scenes as well yeah gosh and um what are you what are you having fun with like in your kind of you know preparation and developmental stage like can you maybe take us in like zoom in on um on something like costumes or um you know preparation and and what does that look like for you? Well, I will say going on auditions has been actually really fun for me lately, even though I haven't been getting as many callbacks as I want. Like I haven't been, do I mean, I've been doing well, but I mean, there's any reason, number of reasons why I wouldn't get yeah. back, right? Like that that's, has nothing to do with me. I've learned over the years not to take it personally, right? It's like you show up, do your best. If it's just an audition, right? It's yeah. Another opportunity for people to see you. Um, but yeah, I've been actually really enjoying going on auditions because I'm here in New York, I'm in a new environment and I'm getting to see everyone around me and getting to observe what that's, what that's like, you know, yeah. and how other people are dressing, how other people are learning the choreography, how other, what songs people are singing, what, how people are dressed, you know, I've been like really taking in, absorbing a lot since I've been here going on these auditions and trying to make myself as up you know as ready for the opportunity as possible yeah gosh yeah you, uh, you were saying like you're absorbing it that's exactly what I was thinking I'm like you're a sponge for knowledge you're oh, like yeah, taking it all in it's the best thing you can do in any industry like it, you should never say you know everything nobody right. ever knows everything yeah definitely yeah and, and being in this new city like has that um kind of either um changed any goals for you or broadened any goals or like what are some what are some things that you're still really I think hungry to achieve yeah so I really want to do more musical theater um I don't always like consider myself an actor but I know doing musical theater you're like you consider yourself an actor and I'm like oh that's new territory <laughs> You know, uh, but being here, being here, everybody are tri triple threats, right? So mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I'm learning to develop those other sides of myself as an artist. So improving my dancing, improving my singing, improving my acting, improving my look, improving my comedy, you know, just everything. Like I've been so like immersed in it. Um, I really, really want to do more, just do more musical theater. That's one of my goals. Yeah. One of the goals for being here was to start doing more musical theater and to do what else? Oh yeah. And just to keep improving my skill sets, like just 
to get as good as I possibly can as an artist and see what opportunities you know vibrate with me on that same frequency you know what can I attract being my best self yes well I I feel inspired just hearing you talk about it I think it's like it comes through in the way that you talk and the energy that you have for what you're doing is very exciting and, and energizing so um you know, I wanted to ask you, like, you've accomplished a lot. You know, we talked about where you still want to go, but you've accomplished a lot. And I would love to know, like, what advice might you have for someone that's either, you know, interested in pursuing a path of, of, of performing or even someone who maybe they're in that nine to five and but they kind of feel that call towards something else and they're just unsure about making that leap. Yeah, so I, I would say to anyone who's interested in like kind of following their passion and turning their passion into their career is just to kind of zone in on what it is you want to do, of course, and seeing just seeking out what opportunities are available to you right then and there. Like, what could you do now with the skills mm-hmm. that you have now? And whether that is, you know, like me at 23, yeah, maybe I was good enough to be on a cruise ship, but I wasn't, I didn't have this, maybe I had the skills to be on a cruise ship, but I didn't have the skills to be in Vegas, right? So my mm-hmm. goal wasn't, okay, I'm going to be a, a singer in Vegas right away. It was like, I had to build up to that, you know? And even now it's like, do I have the skills to be a Broadway performer? I'm working on that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so I would just say in general, I, I would encourage others to continue improving never think that you're you've you're at I mean you're you of course are adequate enough to get your goals but um just always kind of staying sharp is super important and to yeah zero in on what it is that you want to do and see what where you can start because Mm -hmm. you may not be able to get that ideal thing right now it's coming down the line that's uh, if I could sum up my entire you know career so far has been patience because everything I've wanted in my singing career, I have been able to achieve so far. And the things that I haven't, I am actively working towards those. I have about three or four singing goals left and I'm feeling good about them. Even though I may may not be ready right now, um, I'm like, I've checked off the things I wanted to check off, but I just, I know I'm confident that they're coming. I know they're Mm. coming. That's not, that's not the issue. It's not whether or not I will get these things. I know I will get these things. Like it's, if you want it, you can get it. Right. It's just, that's just law of attraction. But, um, it's really just a matter of who you are in the, in the in-between time. Yes. No, that's yeah. so great thinking about where you can start. Because I think, you know, folks might feel discouraged if they have that big picture dream or that big picture goal. And thinking about where you can start today to get there, it makes so much sense. And 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 now it's no surprise that you're accomplishing all of these goals because you've got that, that work that you've put into it. Yes. That does it for this episode of Scratching the Record. Be sure to follow us here on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review. You can also find us on Instagram at Scratching the Record. Tell us what you liked and please share this episode with a friend. Thanks again to Alyssa for being our guest and thank you also to Matt Large and Epidemic Sound for our theme music. Until next time, this has been Scratching the Record.